Well, good day, good morning, good evening, whenever you are tuning in. My name is Jill, and today is Monday. It's February 14th. It's 2022. Kind of hard to believe we're actually there. And this is the next installment of the newly christened The Dangerous Freedom Podcast. And I want to do short intro, so for those of you who are returning listeners, sorry, but that comes from the quote that I heard recently from Thomas Jefferson. I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. And I think you have to really think about that idea for a little bit, but we are truly in a moment of time where all of that is on the table, and I just liked the clarity and the succinctness of it, plus It uses the word dangerous. And for those of you who don't know, my definition of dangerous and wired for danger is one who has a nervous system whose primary default is to run towards danger. Some of that is the fight response and some of that is just who we are. Even when there's a part of you that knows it's not a good idea. And I chose the word danger over fight because in its core root form, 13th century, not 14th, which is when it began to mean peril. In its original form, it really was more about uh, mastery of one's domain, one's home. Uh, And I like to just take that a little bit further and saying that it's mastery of our own power within ourself. You know, we are our own home. And so... I use the word wired for danger to include those of us who just can't help running into the fray, whether it's to rescue, fix, solve, uh, no matter how scary it is, no matter what the consequences may be, we just can't stop ourselves. And the reason why I am dedicating a podcast and a newsletter here at Substack to this content is because uh, we're in a moment of time where we need you. And I am lo- long past my uh, I can run towards the danger and be in the fray days, but I've been there and I've done it. And I'd like to be able to contribute uh, in what I like to say, you know, to keep the fighters fighting and the healers healing. But if we ever get to the point where there's an after to all this, that's when the real work and the true magistry or mastery begins. But right now we're in the middle of the crucible, so we just need to talk about how to get through the crucible. The other stuff is going to have to wait. (laughs) And so uh, what I wanted to talk about today was I was listening, and I've heard a lot of people say this, but to a young reporter who's starting to get hardcore about exposing, you know, the deep truths that we're all being flooded with by everybody's observations and opinions. And I don't know if he's a wired for danger person. He's certainly willing to go into the danger zones to report, but he said something that's really critical. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about what it means to be this kind of person, one that wants to do the right thing, one who wants to fix, to rescue, to save. Uh, Because it's, you know, what I like to say, like there's no good deed that goes unpunished. It's not a life that's easy Uh, You might get small rewards, but for the most part, you just sort of end up getting screwed over and broken down and tossed aside. And yet, you know, you just can't seem to stop yourself. 
recreating all kinds of new forms if you're me to try to figure out how to keep the party going and moving forward even when it's not working out you just can't stop yourself but he was saying you know I just want to be left alone just leave me alone just leave me alone just leave me alone and I've been thinking a lot about that because I'm hearing a lot of people say that they just want the the controlling people forces energies to go away and to leave us alone and here's the problem it's because the people who have the courage and the strength to stand up to those kinds of entities and energies if they're always just not paying attention and doing their own thing then that lets the energy that we don't want rise up it's just as important to maintain vigilance as it is to be ready for the emergency that the danger in you requires you to act upon and I think that that's something that I've really had a long journey about because you know when you're new and you're wired like this you tend to get into a lot of trouble where people aren't asking for your help Uh, you know one of my stories is when I was uh, living in the mountains in California I lived down a dead-end road and you know up and on a mountain the side of a mountain and so I every day I had to drive by and walk by this dog that was chained outside the house uh, in a little tiny uh, porch because it everything was on a slant and so it was just a little tiny area in front of the house and there was a dog house but you know nine times out of ten the dog didn't have food or water or the water was frozen uh, one time it was so bad I walked by to check on him her and she was her chain was tangled so she couldn't get into her dog house she was wet and it was snowing and icing and had I not you know knocked on the door and hassled these people yet again uh, she would have died that night you know and I think a lot about that maybe it would have been better for her if she had because in the one year that I lived and watched and participated uh, in the struggle of all this trying to do everything the right way uh, you know knocking on the door trying to ask them if I could help sorry the dog just moved if there's microphone noises uh, to bringing her food to bringing her water to bringing her toys or treats to play with uh, to bringing hay trying to make her little house there more insulated so she wouldn't be so cold trying to talk to them about why you know she needed to be walked at the very least but maybe brought inside on the days that were cold because you know we were in the high elevation mountains it got snowy icy cold and windy uh, and what they would do is they would just move her onto the uh, porch where her life was even more in, in you know miserable uh, and after a year of that I moved so I don't have to think about it anymore but in hindsight I'm like why didn't I just I should have just taken her I should have just stolen her away and never spoken to them because you know I couldn't do it then because they knew my name I'd already called animal control several times I mean there's all kinds of uh, you know I caused all kinds of problems I handed out flyers I mean I was a huge pain in the ass and that's sort of who I always was and eventually I kind of pooped out on that because you know uh, just leave me alone I wasn't leaving other people alone I was in their business I was trying to take care of things that I perceived as injustice 
I was trying to end suffering. And at a spiritual level, you know, I came to the conclusion and to the idea that, you know, we don't need to do that. But now in the last 10 years, as I have stepped away from almost everyone and everything, only occasionally sticking my nose in other people's business, I'm observing what happens is when we don't pay attention at all. And because we haven't been paying attention over the last hundred years, uh, things have happened so, what feels like so quickly have been in the works for a very, very long time. And we're in this moment where secrets are being revealed. You know, all the abuses within the church, within the entertainment industry, uh, within the government. I mean, it's just on and on and on and on. Everybody's a bad guy, right? And, you know, the, the real crackdowns are coming. And this did not happen overnight. And it happened not because, as another quote, you know, it happens when good men do nothing you know, evil will rise. And it's only when we are paying attention to the tiny injustices that we can avoid this kind of moment in time where we are faced with the humongous tidal wave of injustices that have been going on because we didn't want to get involved. I We just wanted to be left alone. We just wanted to be out, not having to pay attention to anyone or anything but our own life and you know that is the dream right just to have your own family have your own business just have your own little tiny world Uh, I don't want to be involved in politics I don't want to be involved in the community Uh, you know it's like the parents are just finding out what's been going on at school I remember the I can't imagine you know opening your child's textbook and seeing the kinds of things that they are reading at such a very young age and And it's been slow and systematic and pervasive. And the only reason the parents found out was because the children started learning at home and they happened to be in the room when the Zoom call was taking place and they saw what was actually happening because we didn't want to pay attention. We just wanted to leave the rest of the world alone, people do their thing and not pay attention. And because you're a good person, because you wouldn't do that, there's sort of this baseline assumption that other people wouldn't do that either. And I think that's sort of been the horror show moment of all of this. Like, you mean what's going on? You mean what's happening? And uh, for those of you who have been here a while, you've been uh, hearing me on and off saying, and I'm back to it, you know, we are locked in the basement with a serial killer. And we still have people that are trying to slow down and explain to the serial killer why it's a bad idea to hurt people. And could you just please let us go? Could you just please let us open the door and get out? And then we, will, we won't bother you anymore. We'll just go back to normal and we won't pay attention. And I, you know, I've had this conversation in my head about family. Like, you know, I don't want to know about it. It's not my problem. And you know, and I, the way I phrase it is if you were living, let's say your family member was living next door to Jeffrey Dahmer and you knew what was going on, but your family member didn't want to know, do you tell them? I mean, how do you just sit there and know that's going on and not get involved, not do anything, not respond? 
And I think the core of, you know, being a wired for danger person is you can't not respond once you know. The breakdown comes in the willingness to know and, you know, making decisions about how you want to be involved in that. And like I said, I started off my life, you know, being uh, what we would call now, you know, a social justice warrior. And uh, not because I wanted to control everybody, because I truly, truly wanted to end what I perceived as injustice and suffering. You know, I, as a social worker, I came up against that all the time. And at the end of the career, I realized I really couldn't help anybody. I mean, I could count on one hand the number of people where I actually maybe made any kind of a difference. And that was very uh, humbling. It was very frustrating. It was very devastating. Uh, but it's one of the reasons I left because there, there's no way to be useful in the system. And, you know, per started to pursue other ideas like, what is all this? What does it mean to, to really fight injustice? And are we here to fight injustice? Or is there such a thing as injustice? And uh, and that's a longer journey, you know, than we can take here today together in this format. But I wanted to just pose that one question. This idea that I just want to be left alone. Uh, that's a very powerful need from normal people. But why we have to ignore that and become engaged and involved in our community, uh, I don't think, you know, at a national level, but at a local level, when our churches, our city governments, our county governments, our schools, our associations, how we uh, bring food into our community, how our water is taken care of, uh, how our community money is spent. The reason why we have to be involved in that, even when we don't want to, is the mere fact that you're somebody that doesn't want power that you don't want control, that you just want what's best for everybody, that how important that is that your voice, your ears, your energy, your mind, your heart, your strength, your spirit, your soul is engaged in that process because you are the check. You are the contrast to all those who want power and who want control. You know, serial killers don't just grow up and do bad things randomly. There's a progression to their violence. There's a progression to their depravity. And what I learned, uh, this is another terrible story, is when I was on a crisis, working a crisis line, and this mom calls in, and she has this kid who's 11, uh, who's on the fast track to becoming a really scary adult. He's violent, he's, he hurts things, uh, but he's 11 and she doesn't know what to do and there's no systems in place for this kind of kid because we don't know what to do with these kinds of people who are wired in a way that we will never understand. And so we just don't want to deal with it. And we wait until he does something really, really bad. And then we can put him in prison and he can do really bad things to people in prison. And that's not the answer. You know, the answer isn't to lock him up as a kid and just uh, make him worse. But pretending like there's not a problem 
that doesn't do anything. Waiting until the crisis escalates to epic proportions, right? We don't want to wait till we catch the serial killer, you know, after he's killed 40 people and done horrible things because we just didn't want to know about what our neighbor was over there doing, even though we heard the noises and all that other stuff, right? We had suspicions. Well, I just want to be left alone. I don't want to get involved. It's such a fine line. I don't have a perfect answer, uh, but I can tell you, you know, that charging into everybody else's business all the time, no, that does not work. But I also know now that we we're witnessing the process of secrets being revealed, doing nothing and assuming that everything's okay just because you can't see or hear or really know what's going on behind closed doors. Now we know what's going on behind closed doors. And it is so bad that we should all just be heaving in shame that we allowed this to happen within our lifetimes. As grown-ass adults, we allowed these things to happen because we didn't want to pay attention. We just wanted to be left alone. And I say this to those of you like me whose overwhelming impulse is to get involved and to do the right thing and probably have been burned over and over and over again as I have to the point of, you know, I just don't want to know about it anymore because I can't deal with it. That's not the answer either. You know, the answer isn't to charge into places that aren't yours necessarily to charge into, but it is our work to be involved in the processes of how we handle these things because oftentimes, you know, the people who were in charge of taking care of the, uh, you know, the violence and the atrocities and the power and the money, all those people quite often are not necessarily in it for the best interest of everyone. <laughs> so you need to have people involved in all at all levels. Uh, maybe not your full-time job and maybe just for, you know, one or two terms you participate in your city council. Uh, but you go to the meetings, you talk to your neighbors, you know, you get to know your councilman, you get to know your sheriff, you get to know your mayor, you get to know people and you pay attention and you work together because it's by this isolating attitude of I just don't want to know about it is why we're all in so much trouble because the few people who were trying to do the right thing we all got run out because it was too overwhelming you know when I would do uh, you know the hard stuff with ch children uh, protective services and negotiating all the abuse and there was just no good answer you know that's the CPS people there was some good ones and there were some horrible ones but the foster families were usually really scary a lot of the adoptive families were really scary the parents were scary I mean there was just no good solution and this idea that good people go into hard jobs to uh, pursue justice for the vulnerable and the innocent that's just not true the good people get burned out and usually leave uh, and one of the reasons the bad people stay whether it's just through incompetence or it's just scary is you cannot get fired from a lot of these jobs a lot of these institutional jobs and government jobs you can never get fired and my experience was it took so long to get hired at a lot of these places that anybody who was good and qualified couldn't wait that long. You know, I, I remember the last uh, ER job I called about. It took, this lady told her, 
It was for the VA. It took 10 months and three FBI checks before she was approved for a job. Now, I don't know about you, but when I need a job, I don't have almost a year to put in to waiting to see if that job's going to come through or not. So uh, there's a lot of really broken systems, and I'm not here to solve any of them. Uh, but the end of the day and the end of this conversation is, as a wired for danger person, it's a fine line between uh, running into the, the fire versus ignoring the fire because you just want to be left alone. We have to find that balance. Even We don't have to solve every problem and be involved in every situation, but it's so important to not just walk away and adopt the attitude that I just want to be left alone and I don't want to know about it. And if it's not affecting me, then I don't care. Because you were born to care, and I think ignoring that part of you 100% isn't in your best interest either. So... This is just one tiny conversation, you know, and a great big one that we'll be having on a regular basis. Uh, If you're still here, this is going to be, the podcast is going to be a separate section than the newsletter. And so there'll be two uh, mailing lists. And if you don't want to get the podcast email, you can unsubscribe at the bottom of this post. Uh, If you're here, you're already signed up for the newsletter Uh, That will be once a week. That'll be mostly written. Uh, And then the audios will be different times. And so if you don't want the audio emails, then you can just go to the bottom and unsubscribe, and you won't get them. They'll still be there. They'll be in your reader for your Substack uh, profile, but you won't be getting the emails from them. So (sighs) that's a big issue today. It's something I've struggled with for my whole life, when to get involved, when not to get involved. But at the end of this, you know, five decades of messing around with these ideas about, you know, desperately wanting to end injustice and suffering and getting burned for, for it over and over again, but watching what's happened now because we chose to not be involved, uh, I think it, at the end of it all, I'm going to say you have to pay attention. You have to be engaged at some level. Not just reading about it and posting it on your social media, but physically and actively engaged in a community uh, where you are so that it doesn't have a chance to take root and grow to the point where it's unstoppable, which is kind of where we're at right now. So uh, I don't know what the future holds, but deep breath, my friends, and I will see you next time.